Good morning, and welcome to episode 365 of Effectively Wild, the daily podcast from Baseball Prospectus. I am Ben Lindberg, joined as always by Sam Miller. How are you? Good, Ben. Can I ask you a question about sure. baseball? Sure can. Um, so the Orioles signed Delman Young, mm-hmm. and the Delman Young has been signed a lot in the last few years. Yes. One of the one of the benefits of getting dropped a lot is getting signed a lot, and um, the reaction generally has been to note that you know, well, you know, when you're a former number one overall prospect and number one overall draft pick. You're going to get more chances, and you know maybe there's still some upside, and teams are figuring out what the heck it's a, it's a low cost move with some upside. And I wonder if do you feel like that's still why Delman Young gets signed, or is is that is that sort of remnant of his past now completely worthless on the market? Is is has have teams completely moved on, and and these are just actually realistic uh, transactions for a player of his current caliber. Uh, well, when the Phillies signed him last year, it sort of seemed like from some of the comments Ruben Amaro made that, that he was to some extent relying on like Ray's era scouting reports on Delman Young. Like he, like there are some members of his front office who had been with the Rays at the time and he said something about how he had, he had talked to them and. And like, I don't, like they liked his makeup then, or something like that, or they, I don't know, something something that implied that he was still sort of factoring that in. Um, I would have to think that now it's it's not really a, a factor. Uh, so if Delman Young were, you know, I, I guess if Delman Young were Delwyn Young, <laughs> would <laughs> any any had had the last few years that he had had? Uh-huh. Do, uh, is it? Do you think it's still fairly realistic that he'd get, um, you know, a minor? It's only a minor league. It, it's contract. a minor league deal. I think. I think, given what he's done, I mean, I'm sure there are worse players than Delman Young who've gotten minor league deals. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, the uh, and and a shot. I mean, he's uh, he's on their depth chart, and you know he got you know playing time down the stretch in Tampa last year and all that. So, I mean, minor league deal is just one, one part of it, but yeah, I mean, my, I bring it up cause I sort of think that that's no longer really part of the calculus. I bet, I bet that if anything, it's like maybe a, like a 4% boost in, in teams minds right now. Whereas I think two years ago it might've been like a 30% boost mm-hmm. or, or even more. Yeah. That, that makes sense. So Delman Young will be 28 this year. <laughs> uh, do you think that he's better? What I guess I guess what I'm asking is um, how how young was Delman Young the last time he was? Well, I, I don't know how to put this. Was is Delman Young now better than Delman Young at 19? Uh, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Well, let's see. What Delman Young? No. Delman Young at 19? Uh, maybe. Dominic Young at 19 played in Double A and Triple A, and he hit 315, 354, 527 with 26 homers between those two two levels. It, he had a 750 OPS in Triple A. Uh, I'm guessing he was a significantly better defender at that point, and probably a better base runner. And uh, so it's probably probably close, but 
Uh, well, it, do, it does not sound close based on what you're describing. Well, to me, 19 sounds like he's got a, I mean, he, the, a 968 OPS in the Southern League. That's like, that's really, I mean, this that's really good. Uh, yeah. Like, that's really good. Like, that would have probably, that might have led the Southern League. Yeah, that is very good. He didn't, I mean, once he, once he was promoted to AAA, he hit sort of like Delman Young in uh-huh. AAA. Yeah. Um, and you but figure as, if you he know, had been in the majors, he wouldn't have done that. But yeah, I don't know. If you factor in the other things he was probably better at, it was probably, probably close. Okay, Delman Young at 18. <laughs> Can, is that a bridge too far? 322, uh, 388, 538, but in the Sally League. So that's a, an extremely low level. Yeah. 21 um, steals, 53 walks. Right. The, the year after he was drafted first overall. Um, yeah, I don't think I would. I think I would take. I, I'd take 28 year old Delman over 18 year old. Okay, so let me ask you this. I, I might have asked this on. I'm. I, I'm. I spent a lot of time thinking about this question. But if Delman Young were magically 19 right now, and he had the body that he has, and he has the the ability that he has, and he plays the way that he plays, mm-hmm. uh, but he were 19, he were a legit 19. Everybody knew he was 19. Would he be the first overall prospect? He has current Delman Young's body. He has current Delman Young's body, yeah, and and current Delman Young's. I mean, he has current Delman Young's everything. No. Really? I mean, you're saying so. he's he's better than that guy, though. You just think that I think he's if you're better that, that, in 2014 major league performance, but but yeah, if you if you have current Delman's body, he would be projected to have a much worse body by the time he was current Delman's age, and um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. He would. I mean, he he would be. I mean, he's already a DH. Like he would be limited yes. to DH. He, right. <laughs> he would be. He would be poor man's Jesus Montero, basically. Uh huh. Yeah. All right. Well, we got that out of this. <laughs> okay. Uh, and yeah, and we we did talk about him once and whether he would be out of baseball by thirty, right? I'm I'm still. Uh, there's still a solid chance of that. He uh, he was. You know, I mean, he. It's not just that he was pretty good for the Rays last year, um, but he he went to Arizona when in the two weeks that he was he was between teams. He went to Arizona and worked on his swing mechanics and reportedly fixed some things. I mean, I know how you feel about <laughs> swing fixes, but he then came to the Rays and he was basically in a you know an average DH, maybe a little bit better. Mm-hmm. In fact, he, he was a little bit better. He was a little bit better than an average DH. So someone should sign him to a minor league deal. Yeah. All right. <laughs> um, okay. So my topic for today uh, was suggested by Paul Sporer, um, and it's a good suggestion. And it's sort of difficult. And I I prepared a little bit. You, as is your way, are just going to wing it. Uh, in the past, when I have prepared for things, and you have have winged it i think you have usually come out ahead in the end um so the topic is picking picking 2014 players uh who will replicate 2013 player seasons so we're looking at at notable seasons that certain players had in 2013 and saying that 
this player that we are picking is going to have a season like that. So like who in the will upcoming be, season. Yeah, like like who will be this year's right. uh, Robert Andino? Uh, yes, that is not one of my one of my topics, one of my categories. But yes, that that is the idea. Who will um, be this year's Quentin Berry? <laughs> right. Uh, so I have like ten categories here. Um, ten is too many. Well, that's how many I have. Do you, do you do you want to hear the categories before we start, or do you want each one to be a surprise? I like surprises, but <laughs> I think you should self-edit. Seven sounds right. All right. Well, there are, there are a few that I, I don't have great answers for. So maybe uh, as we go, unless I come up with great answers for them, I will just delete them. Who will be this year's Kirk Neuenheis? <laughs> um, so the first the first one is 2014's Josh Donaldson. So this would be a player who once was a prospect, uh, maybe was drafted high or was on some top 100 list or something, and then just kind of faded into obscurity and bounced around a bit and no one really expects him to fulfill his prospect promise all of a sudden this year. Um, but, but we are picking him to do that nonetheless. So you're saying who will be this year's 2012 Chase Headley? Uh, sure. Yeah. I don't, maybe, I don't know. Headley might've been even too good to qualify. Um, okay. I have mine. Gosh, that was fast. Uh, okay, so mine, I'm I'm gonna go with Matt Gamble. Um, no, nope. <laughs> no, uh, not. I mean, I don't believe in Matt Gamble, um, but I I wouldn't have believed in Josh Donaldson probably before this year. Uh, basically, he is gonna be Josh Donaldson's age, and he was a top prospect, and he. Uh, and that's that's about the only reason. <laughs> I'm not sure. The pro- one of the tricky things about these is it's not clear who who qualifies. Yeah. So so uh, can... I guess like for instance, my 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 first answer would be, uh, but I don't know if he qualifies. But my first answer would be Cameron Maben. Does he qualify? Uh, <clears throat> um, I, eh, I don't I don't know. I guess. I mean, he had one full season where he was like an above-average player in the majors, right? Um, yeah, basically, which is and a something that that, Donald, that Donaldson didn't do. Right. I, I, I mean, I'm Donaldson thinking, didn't have Donaldson didn't have 466. Right. Games, I'm thinking. Like, yeah, I'm thinking more obscure. Um, I don't know, just someone who hasn't really ever been good in the majors. Uh-huh. Um, like I was thinking about someone like Travis Snyder, for instance, um, but even he has had full seasons, and or well, I guess he hasn't really had a full season. He's had a lot of partial seasons. So Travis Snyder's not a terrible choice. No, tra- I I might have picked Travis Snyder last year, actually. Yeah. For this. Yeah. Um, and does Wilson Ramos not count? Uh. I mean, <laughs> uh, I don't know. He's been pretty good. Hasn't he been pretty good? Yeah, he has been. Yeah. So. That's what I'm saying. It's hard to know who, who qualifies. All right, yeah. I'll say I'll say Scott Sizemore. Okay. Yeah, Scott Sizemore is a, a fine choice for this. Um, 2014 Scott Casimir. So this is 
person who's coming Got back it. from <laughs> did we talk about him yesterday by any chance yeah you know it the answer is very bonds <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah so this is this is pitcher who's or player who's been out of baseball uh or has been playing in sub obscure baseball and has really had no success and has maybe had some injuries and everyone has written him off uh who is who is your guy mark Mulder. Right. Okay. I figured you would go with Mulder. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Chinming Wang. Okay. <laughs> you could. There are a few candidates here. You could. You Tall could, Chris Young is still playing. Uh. Yeah. Sure. You could go with him. You could go with like Dontrell Willis again. Is going to have a job. Uh. You could go with Tomo Oka, the new knuckleballer. Oh yeah, that's um, a good one. Yeah, I would like that one. I guess you could go for like Rafael Furcal maybe, or uh, he hasn't been out of baseball long enough, but. Um, okay, Mulder and Wong. Um, 2014, Francisco Liriano. Uh, so this is a player who has been in the majors and has been playing regularly and has been playing poorly. Uh, and maybe he's going to have a change of scenery or maybe he's just suddenly going to get back to being a, a good player again. Uh, all right, so... Go, go ahead. So uh, I think my pick is Phil Hughes, um, who was probably similarly terrible last season to to how terrible Liriano had been. Um, if you look at yeah, if you look at Hughes's 2011 to 13 and Liriano's I don't know 2011 and 12 or or whatever it is, it would be pretty similar. Um, former former. Guys with good stuff who were supposed to be good and kind of were good for a little while and then were terrible for a while. And change of scenery, uh, and I think Hughes will be good again. Uh, all right. I um, BJ Upton doesn't count, I guess. Uh, mm, eh, I don't know. I guess. I guess that could count. It's only one season, but I can I can give it to you. Mark Teixeira doesn't count. Mm, no, this is like. Well, I don't know. I'm thinking less missed the whole season due to injury, uh-huh. and more played but was bad. Uh, uh, so. all right. I'll say Mike Morse. I don't have any conviction <laughs> behind that, but I'll say Mike Morse. Okay, sure. Chris Young doesn't count, I assume. Uh, Short Chris Young, not tall Chris Young. Right. Yeah, Chris Young. It's close. <laughs> I'll take Chris Young. <laughs> okay. He's got to change the scenery. Yes, he does. All right. Um, okay, the 2014 Matt Harvey. So this is a pitcher, uh, or I guess any player, who came up for a while and was good at, toward the end of the season. And is just going to be dominant for all of 2014. It has to be specifically that, like he has to have specifically been up for I think half of. He has season. to. He has to have. Uh, he has to have been. I mean, I was thinking of doing like a Michael Waka award, like just a guy who kind of blew through the minors and and was yeah. awesome immediately. Uh, if you if you have someone like that, I, I guess Garrett could, Cole. Uh. How is that? How is Garrett Cole not Matt Harvey? That's like a. It's like an, he pitched I mean, too much. I think well, he didn't pitch more than Matt Harvey. He, he I mean, did. maybe slightly, but 
I think he pitched like twice Matt, as much as Matt Harvey. Matt Harvey came up in like July. He pitched like 50 innings or something, didn't he? Matt Harvey pitched. Matt Harvey pitched 59. Okay, and Cole pitched 117. Oh, plus, did he really? Plus, plus playoffs. Goodness gracious, really? Yeah. Oh, that is too much. Yeah. Uh. I'm, well, I think uh, I think I'll go with Danny Salazar. Right, he pitched seven fewer innings than than Harvey did in 2012 and was really good and I expect that he'll just continue to do that I mean this is too narrow a definition I mean so like I can think of some more guys um well I mean so like Waka would count or like Waka through five more innings than Harvey so does he not count uh yeah I guess Waka counts I'll say Carlos Martinez okay I almost went with uh, Jordano Ventura. Oh, yeah, that's a better one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you want to switch? I do. Okay. I was thinking of Taiwan Walker also, but... Uh-huh. Um, yeah. That's a better one, too. Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm going to switch. I'm going to take Walker. <laughs> okay. So you switched twice. <laughs> right. um, 2014 Kevin Gregg Award. This is a a guy who... Uh, maybe he was a closer at some point. Maybe he was just a generic reliever who had not been closing, uh, who didn't seem like a guy who would ever be pitching in the ninth inning again and then came back to be a team's primary closer for most of the year and get 30 saves or however you want to define it. Um, I'm I'm going to go with Chad Qualls. Um, Too easy. <laughs> Chad Qualls, uh, who is also in his mid-30s and on a team that doesn't really have a closer, um, it's probably it's probably too good. He was better than than Greg was going into last year, but uh, was also pretty bad for a few years before that, or at least one year. Uh, I'll say David Ardsma. Hmm, okay, that's that's a good one. Um. Okay, how about uh, a 2014 Max... How are we deciding who wins? Uh, well, I mean, this isn't really a draft so much, so it's not necessarily a... Not, there's not necessarily a winner, although I guess... I recall could... your objection to this idea at first being that it was not clear enough who would win. Uh, was that, or were we having a different that, conversation? Yeah, I don't, that might have been your objection. I don't know, um, but... Yeah, it's not really a draft, although we could look back and see who was closer um, or who had more correct picks or picks that came kind of close. But I don't know. It's just a it's a predictions episode. Um, so uh, next one is the 2014 Max Scherzer Award. So this would be someone who has been good, has been maybe very good, but seems like he could be even better and then takes that step to become better and is great. All right. Um, yeah, I know who Max Scherzer is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think for my Max Scherzer, I think, I think I'll go with, uh, I think I'll go with Homer Bailey. That's fine. Good. Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. Well, I'm going. Uh, I mean, again, it's like. Well, I mean, I would rather say like, like, like you, Darvish, right? You could, couldn't. Could I mean, if I think you, Darvish, is going to improve, could I say him or is he? Does that mm. not count? It doesn't count, if right? You're the, if you're the Cy Young runner-up, <laughs> I don't know that you that you can. I think you're already great. He could get better, but yeah, okay, he so was as good as Scherzer, basically. Uh huh. Um, so I'll say Madison Bumgarner. Ah, good one. Okay, I like I like Chris Tillman for this category. I don't know. Oh, if, I don't. I don't know if he's been good enough to to qualify. But... Oh, you know who I like? I like for this category, but he's not my pick. Madison Bumgarner is my pick. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Chris Medlin mm. uh, is. I just feel like Chris Medlin is. <laughs> you love Chris Medlin. <laughs> so underrated right now. It's the weirdest thing to me to see. Uh-huh. Uh Okay. 2014 Chris Sale Award. But Chris Sale is is ineligible. This would be a a player who is really really good for a terrible team. Chris Sale could repeat, but he's not eligible. So it, it, I just have to pick a good player on a bad team. Yes. Okay. I'm gonna go with uh, Dexter Fowler. I'm confused. You out of all the. Good, of all the players on all the bad teams, <laughs> you're saying Dexter Fowler is going to be the most distinguished? Uh, yeah. All right, I'll go with Jose Fernandez. Seems like a better. <laughs> this is a. <laughs> seems like a better pick. Yeah, this is a pretty bad category. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, pretend, pretend I didn't bring up that one. Um, okay, and then. Uh, the the 2014 Victor Martinez or John Lackey, the guy who like just missed a year due to injury, and comes back strong. Mm. So I'm gonna go with um, Corey Hart. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Well, I think I think there's only I think from doing the book there's only like three guys who missed the entire season. Huh. And are expected to, and like one of them is like Raphael for call, uh-huh. and I'm not picking him. <laughs> um, so I don't know. Uh, can I say I don't know? I mean, he didn't miss a whole season. He didn't even miss a half a season. So I guess I can't say him. But he hurt himself very badly. I was thinking <laughs> Tim Hudson, maybe. Uh-huh. Uh I mean, I feel like at this point. I basically am stuck with Derek Jeter. <laughs> uh, well, there's there's Colby Lewis. Well, I'm not. Yeah, not not him. <laughs> okay. Who else? Who else missed a lot of time? Uh, Who had Tommy John? Matt, Give me a Tommy John. Matt Harrison missed almost all the year. Almost yeah. the whole year. I guess you could you could go with a Yankee if you want. You can go with Teixeira or someone. Can it's I go with, close. Can I go with Granderson? Sure. I don't even really want to do that. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, oh no. Oh, I can't say Albert Pujols. Can I say Albert Pujols? Uh, he kind of played a lot. What if I make something? Ve- what if I say very specifically that I think he'll get? Two first place MVP votes. <laughs> okay. All right. Sure. Albert Pujols. Um, and then I think there was. All right. Uh, how about the uh, the Marlin Bird Award? Just like a generic veteran uh, who 
looks like he's on the downside. Isn't really that good, um, but comes comes out of nowhere has a has a really valuable season. Okay, I'm thinking. Yeah. Oh, you don't have one. <laughs> I don't have a solid answer for this. I have I have an okay answer for this. Okay. What um, what is it? Uh, Ryan Ludwig. Yeah, that seems that seems fine. I saw him. Uh, I, I thought about him for an earlier category. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say um, Ryan Domit. <laughs> yeah, okay. Any any of two hundred names would be fine in yeah. this category. Mm-hmm. And uh, finally, um, and I don't think I have a good answer for this one either. Uh, the BJ Upton Award. BJ Upton. Pretty I don't sure think he can win twice. Nobody, nobody is going to be more like BJ Upton this year. BJ. Well, that's yeah, that's true. So, so this is does this it is a, this does is it a, have to be somebody who changed teams? And... Nope, nope. This is just a it's a collapse disappointment award. Uh huh. Okay. Um. And I don't, I don't have a great answer for this one. Um. We're almost at that time of year when every every radio hit or podcast appearance is is who are your breakout candidates and who are your decline candidates. Uh, I always like I agonize over that and I never have any good ones and I I try to make a, a word document or something that I keep around and just pull up when I have to do one of those so I can read from it. Yeah. Um, but I, I haven't mean, haven't yeah. made my word document yet. You're just gonna pick a name at random, basically, right? Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if it's like a. I feel like if it's a like a pitcher or something who maybe had declining peripherals but still had a decent ERA or threw less hard or something, but was still kind of effective, maybe that would qualify for this category, and it could actually be based on on something. Um, I mean, I remember you not liking the BJ Upton contract when we talked about it, uh, but you probably didn't think that he was going to be that bad. Well, you just didn't ask. <laughs> no, I should have. I'll uh, say Jeff Samarja. Hmm. Okay. Uh, that's a good one. Um, I will say... I'll say Doug Fister. Hmm. I'll say Dombrowski was right and we were all wrong. Interesting. Yeah. I I think Doug Fister's going to be tremendous. Me too. <laughs> um, okay. I think we did 10 categories. Okay. Uh, so that is the show for today. We'll be back tomorrow. Please send us some emails. Uh, we've been getting some good ones this week, but we would welcome some more at podcast at baseballperspectus.com. And we'll be back then.